Hello, I'm Toby Haydock, and this is Who's Round, my podcast, my glory. I'm in a theatre and with a, an actor who uh, has a great history with Doctor Who, but I think an even better history of professional acting, so I don't think we'll be diverted by time limits for too long. So I'm going to ask him to uh, introduce himself and tell me why I'm talking to him about Doctor Who. Uh, well, my name's David Collings. Uh, I've done three Doctor Who adventures. Um, titles. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of audio book spin-offs for uh, the Doctor Who franchise. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for Big Finish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, including playing Doctor Who. Oh yes, yeah, no, the, 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 the two I'm talking about, they were both for the BBC random books. Oh yes, yes. Oh yes, you've done those, yes, of course you yeah. have. Um, and, and then Big Finish on top of that too. Big Finish on top of that too. I, I, funny enough, when I said I was um, after you for this, when I said, I had a few messages from people saying, he's the best Doctor Who we never had. And I said, oh, but he's done it for Big Finish. And they yeah, but we really loved it. And there is a sort of, there is a, a through line of people, and it's mentioned in a couple of books, yeah, that David uh, Collins would have been a great Doctor Who. Yeah, it's, it's on some website, but I don't have a computer, so I've, I've never seen I think that's a wise version <laughs> of technology. But can you see why why people think of you in regards to that part in particular? Well, I suppose I've played quite a lot of eccentrics over the years, so they they <laughs> so I suppose they they, you know, they just like what I did in the Doctor Who's they've seen, I suppose. Well, I think maybe Silver in Sapphire. And oh, Steel. Silver, yes, yeah, Silver in, with the lovely Joanna Lumley. Yeah, um, yes, I did. Uh, we were going to do an, another series of it, or they were going to do another series of it, and put me in all the episodes. But um, what's his name, David McCullum? I said no, I don't want to do any more, and flew back to flew back to America. So they they scrubbed it. And they were a bit uh, they were a bit miffed because they wanted to feature the part I played, silver, silver yeah. in uh, through the whole series. That's a shame. That's an actor's life, isn't it? Well, yeah. um, we'll we'll see if Doctor Who crops up during our conversation. I'm not going to do what I normally do, which is start with Doctor Who. I, I want to go right back. And um, was was it inevitable you were going to be an actor? What was your background, and, and, and how did how did it strike you? That's what well, you wanted I, to do. I said I'm the only member of my family, as far as I know, who became an actor. Uh, I had a cousin who became a very good dancer. I mean, not not a ballet dancer, a showgirl type dancer. She ended up in Las Vegas, where she still lives. Um, but that's the only uh, that's the only uh, connection. I didn't go to drama school. Uh, I was <laughs> I was spotted doing an amateur play by a lovely actress called Frida Dowie. Oh. I was what was what was the play? Oh, Camino Real. I was playing Kilroy and Camino. Theatre club down in Sussex, and um, she wrote to a 
director friend of hers, David Scase, who used to run the library theatre here in Manchester, and he was just taking over Liverpool Rep. So I, uh, I was I'd married, I had a couple of kids by then, but um, suddenly got this phone call from David Scase saying, would you be interested in coming to see me about Johnny? And I thought it was somebody sending me up, so I told him to, uh, can I swear on this? Yes. <laughs> I told him to off. <laughs> but fortunately, he rang back and said, no, it's not a joke. Um, if you'd like to meet up. So I, I went up to Liverpool and so he offered me, offered me the job, offered me the season. And uh, six months in, or even less than that, I think. I don't think that about yeah, about six months. Another, I should play Blanche Dubois, really. I've, my, all my life I've depended upon the kindness of strangers. Uh, John Slater came up to do a couple of plays. Arthur Miller play, View from the Bridge. Um, and uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. He was bottom and I played flute again. <laughs> um, and uh, he sort of, he got his agent to come out and see me and bring the casting director for Me Diffusion Television, they no longer exist, I think. But anyway, they came to see it and uh, they invited me down to meet Cyril Coke, who was directing Crime and Punishment. A uh, four-hour long production, it's the longest single play, still, I think, that ITV ever done. And uh, so I went to see him. And um, they offered me the, the lead, uh, Raskolnikov in Crime and Punishment, which was my first ever television. So, fortunately, it was well received, <laughs> otherwise, I think I would never have worked again. But um, so I got a whole raft of television after that. Um, so that's when I left Liverpool Rep um, and moved back down to uh, Sussex. Um, and uh, who was in the company then? Anthony Hopkins was in the company, and uh, who was uh, Patrick Stewart? Oh. Yeah, two knights of yes, <laughs> they were both in the company, and uh, Marjorie Yates, who was in the play I'm doing at the moment here. Yes, we're, we're talking here in the Royal Exchange Theatre where uh, David is in the Crucible. The Crucible, yes. Uh, it's only the second half of the Miller play, I think it's a wonderful play. Mm. Um, Very resonant too, yeah, it's amazing yes. how, how pertinent it is, yeah. even now. Yes, it's very strange, it was reverting slightly back to the Doctor Who audiobook spin-offs. The second one they offered me was uh, a novelised version of one that, um, who was the first Doctor Who? Uh, William Hartnell. William Hartnell. Yeah. Uh, it was about... It was called The Witch Hunters. It was about the Salem Witch Trials. <laughs> um, and then two days later, I, I said, uh, would I be interested in doing The Crucible here? <laughs> How interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was a strange coincidence. Uh, um, and the, uh, Francis Nurse features rather more heavily in the, in the book version, he and his wife. Mm. Um, they have actually had scenes together, which doesn't happen in Arthur Miller's play, because it's not about them, it's about the Proctors. Um, so it was a strange, strange sort of coincidence, 
something in the water. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's enough about that. Um, and so you, as your first telly was a was a lead, and you did. Um, you've done so much telly. I was th thinking we we tried to get you, and I think you'd agreed to do it. And then you got a radio job. I was pleased you got a radio <laughs> job. But I did um, we I did the DVD of Out of the Unknown. Oh, you're going to come along and do a commentary with us. So um, you, twice working with the legendary Rudolf Cartier. Yeah. So do you, do you have memories of, of those productions? Yeah. Yes. Um, what was it? It was level level seven. level seven was one. I can't remember. What and the was. Uh, um, uh, the Naked Sun, which was an Asimov. Where you oh, yeah. got a famous Asimov character. Called yes. Daniel, who's a, who's a, a robot. He's a robot, yeah. yes. Yes. But you don't know until the end that he's yeah. a robot. Yeah. And because Cartier is a bit of a legend. I say I did two with him, so he must have been quite pleased with the first one, I suppose. So. <laughs> yeah, you have a look. You get lobotomized in the first one. Yeah. The first one's got Anthony Bates and Keith Buckley, and you're yes. a sort of anarchist who gets. I can't remember. I can't get, remember that one at all. <laughs> and uh, and then the second one sadly doesn't exist. Um, oh, it's been wiped, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but they've they've got the soundtrack and they've reconstructed it with pictures. Oh, really? Somebody's painstakingly oh, put it back God together. Right. <laughs> um, and that's uh, that was you and Paul Maxwell and John Robinson and mm -hmm. Eric Chitty and quite oh, a, yes, all yeah. the same sort of faces. All the same faces. faces yes. Yeah. Did, so do you have a because we we've talked about the fact you've done you know your voice you lend to a lot of books and, and things like that, and radio obviously. Yeah. You did so much telly, and also you've worked with all the great theatre companies. So do you yeah. have a do you have a preference of um, medium to perform? Well, I suppose if I was forced, and I like all three. Mm. I suppose if I was forced to choose just one, um, it would be theatre. I suppose yeah. that's that's the one I feel most comfortable with. Um, but no, I, I, but. I mean, with all those televisions I've ever and the films I've done, they were, well, wonderful roles, you know. I mean, Bob Cratchit in the film musical, Scrooge. For Ronald Neen. Yeah. For Ronald Neen, yes. With Finney and Finney, Alec Guinness. Guinness. I've worked with Alec Guinness before. We didn't get along terribly well. Oh, really? No, we, we, well, he was, I did the cocktail party with him, and he was playing his Harcourt Riley role again and also directing. And um, we set the play in, was it about a seven week rehearsal? I think it was a six or seven week rehearsal. Set the play in three days and then we did two run throughs a day for six weeks. I was getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very odd way of working. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. get to the bottom of why? Well, I suppose he wanted to get the lines Back in his head, but it was some years since he had done the role, you know, and I think that was um, and uh, we just just didn't just didn't hit it off, you know. He probably didn't like my performance very much, huh. <laughs> although I did get some nice notices. <laughs> well, he was wrong. <laughs> but on the transfer, it transferred to London because Eileen Atkins was in it, and I got on very well with. But. Um, Fortunately, I'd already agreed to do a television serial, classic serial for BBC Two, and so he, when he transferred to London, he said, "I'm not inviting you." I said, well, "Just as well, because I wouldn't be able to do it, Alec." <laughs> I'm, I've signed to do a classic serial for the BBC, 
So you are Busa. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Yeah. What a shame. Um, so who are the actors then? That, let's get the other side of that, the actors that you've worked with then, that you've you've um, had the most enjoyable time with, or you've most almost admired. Almost everyone. Only a couple of people I haven't been able to get along with or got on well with. Yeah. And there's so many. What about in terms of quality that you've sort of watched the work of? And just well, I'm a great admirer of Vanek Guinness's acting. Mm. You know, you can't, can't deny him that. You know, I work with Gilbert um, on television. Um, oh, there's so many names. Well, and, and, and Albert Finney. Well, and, and Tony Hopkins, I've worked with in television as well as when he was on the way up. Yeah. But it took, well, a, another actor on the way up, I don't, I'm sure you know this, um, I remember reading Kenneth Branagh's autobiography, and he talks of being inspired partly to act because he used to go to the theatre, and he talks about your Mercutio oh, really? as, being, as being a performance that he... I can't remember if it was either thrilling or whatever, but yes, he, he singled it out as oh, really? a performance he watched in his youth. Really? Well, that's news to me. I didn't know that. Well, why hasn't well, I, have, I haven't read this autobiography. <laughs> no, but I would have thought somebody in the profession might have said, do you know you're mentioned in Kenneth Branagh's autobiography? <laughs> Good Lord. Good yes. Heavens. Well, I'll dig it out. I'll, I've got it at home. Um, yeah, and, I'm so, and he says something like the thrilling or invigorating Mercutio, which would have been... Um, at uh, St George's St Theatre. St George's Theatre, yes. And then I was, I, subsequently, I did a, a film version of it. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great part. Yeah, that was wonderful. Yes, and you get the second half off. Yes. <laughs> but it's interesting because a, a lot of actors, um, when you meet them, I bet you a couple of times at, at events, um, are are not backwards in coming forwards. Whereas you, you seem quite a reserved person who, who then. Gets, do you then get that side of you out when you're performing, when you're pretending to be someone else? Um, well, I suppose so. It's, um, I've, I've worked on, because I had no formal training, so I've always thought of this case of catch-up, you know, so I sort of, uh, I work at it. And uh, I'm not a, a despiser of technique, so I'm afraid I'm not the mumble and Introverted type of acting, you know. I've, um, I'm like, I know exactly where every light on the stage is, and I know how to find them, and I know how to make myself heard. Um, because I had a, a terrible weak lip R when I first, before I became, and I sort of worked on that and got rid of that myself, and a slight stammer, and I got rid of that. Um, um, and I picked it up as I went along. I worked with lots of very good stage actors, you know, so I mean, watch and listen and think, well, yeah, I can do that. Um, and then you try to do it. But it's, um, it's my job. Mm. 53 years now. <laughs> and have you, ever, have you ever had to... Do anything else? You seem to be to have worked pretty much no. solidly. No. no, that's a hell of an achievement, isn't it? Yeah, in this profession, I've been very lucky. I've been terribly lucky. Well, terribly good. Um, and I suppose thanks to, I suppose, crime and punishment, because I got four or five televisions back to back off them off the back of that. 
Yeah. Um, a couple of which won awards. I didn't, but the the uh, production. One of them it was my first one for the BBC. What was it called? Moving on. Very powerful piece by a Welsh writer called Bill Milan about uh, the Korean War. Um, and he, the character I played sort of accidentally shoots his best mate mucking about the Stenland, so he ends up in a prison camp and meets a sadistic warder with slightly homoerotic overtones to it. There's, you think of the blokes after him as well as beating them. <laughs> and, um, and that won an Italia Prize for the BBC. Uh, and then, as I say, for about ten years, I did virtually nothing but television. Yeah, but I did about one play a year. I always tried to keep the theatre ticking over. Well, it's that dilemma, isn't it? If you accept do, a theatre job, people really want to hear me talking about myself. Yes, yes. The people who listen to this are very interested in, in the people. Are you okay with it? Yeah, yeah, sure. No, the, the, honestly, it's, it's, become, it's become a sort of good record, a good archive of the people, yeah. the actors, and well, I've done lots of BBC production managers as well, and things like that. It's become a, a, a good archive of. Uh, yeah, so don't worry. Um, and. I mean, it's that dilemma, isn't it, when you're in it? If you accept a theatre job, you, you might miss out on lots of telly that comes. And, and I guess you've got family as well. I mean, that's no, a difficult juggle when you're in that. The family have all grown up now. And another two, the two youngest, the twins, and my actor son and daughter. They're about 32 now. Now, how does that make you feel mm. as, a, as a knowing what the profession is like? Um, and you've got two of your children, um, you know, when they say, Dad, we're, we're going to. Did you try and dissuade them? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. And I said, well, if that's what you want to do, you must give it a whirl. It might not work, but to try it. But fortunately, they're both very talented. They're probably much more talented than I am, I think. But um, anyway, so I think they'll be okay. Well, Sam, I noticed you worked with here. Was that the first time you'd worked together? No, I did a couple of radios with him. He got some terrific notices for Edward II. Yes, didn't he? yes. And uh, his sister, Eliza, did... Um, she did a play here and stole all the notices in that. Uh, one little comedy role. Uh, what was it? It was Oscar Wilde, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was. I think they were both uh, in it. Ideal? I think Ideal it was husband? Ideal Husband, was it? Yeah, it's mm. all... I can't remember the play, but, but they were both in it. And uh, she got... Lo small part, but she got loads of... She was terribly funny. Got two exit rounds in the course of the in the course of the year with the night I saw it anyway she did. <laughs> Fantastic. So it's in the blood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I spoke. Well, I hope so. Well, their mother's an actor. Mm. Two of them. And that must be that must be quite a juggle as well in terms of you, but you, both of you in a in a precarious profession, and both of you, you know, was there ever a time when you both got a job coming in and you have to choose which one of you does it and things like that? Oh no. The, Um, um, when they were, we had um, James Nicholas Nickleby, you know, the, the big long thing, Trevor Nunn directing. And we were in America for months and months. Um, so, um, because, you know, it's 
a long evening, especially the days when you do both parts. You know, you're in the theatre for nine or ten hours. You know. Um, so we took a took a friend's daughter with us, and she she came as the narrator. Otherwise, we couldn't have done it. Couldn't have yeah. done it. Um, and she is now a very well-known um, radio director. Yes, so does, does she use you? Does she use... Yes, yeah, she has a f several times. Oh, that's yes, okay. Yeah, she has several times, yes. <laughs> and, and because, well, you say you've been to America. I remember reading um, the kids Brian, Brian Cox's King Lear diaries and you were in that company where you... Um, uh, it was Richard III and, and King, Lear. King Lear. And you were Stanley and Richard III. Yeah, you? and then I took over... Um, Clarence. Ah, from Peter Jeffrey. Yes. Marvellous actor, Peter Jeffrey. Yes. But I did moving on with him. He was the sadistic. Ah, okay. Yes. Oh, I've actually seen that. Two of my favourite actors. So, I mean, is McKellen as extraordinary a presence when you're on stage with him as he is to watch? Well, he's ruthless on stage. He's very nice off, but it's quite ruthless on stage. You have to fight your corner. Oh, what to not be sort of overpowered? Yeah, yeah, or upstaged, or. Um, but we got on a night, yes. yes. What about what about Cox? Oh yes, yes, yes. He got very bored. He and Deborah Warner were not getting on very well by that when she was directing King Lear, so they had a lot of rows and things. Um, but uh, no, no, I'm. I'm because he's doing uh, Waiting for Godwin, hasn't he? I think. Yeah, as Bill Patterson. Yeah, Bill Patterson, yeah. But he lives in America now, so we haven't seen him for what, hardly since, a couple of times since um, King Lear, but hardly a time. I mean, are there any, uh, what, so what are the, because you've done a lot of classical theatre um, and you've worked for the National Lamp, the RSC, are there any, what are the parts that you've enjoyed playing the most on the stage? Well, I suppose you know, I love doing Chekhov and Ibsen, but and Shakespeare. Obviously, I've done most of the canon, not all, but a lot, a lot, most of Shakespeare's plays. Now. I say *Midsummer Night's Dream* five times, <laughs> but uh, um, I hadn't done as much new plays as I would like, but just not been offered, you know. And, I'd been either the National or the RSC or, or Cheek by Jowl was a company I've worked with a lot. So I've been all around the world twice with them. I think I've done seven shows for them now. Wow. Yeah. What was the last one I did? Was it Cymbeline, I think? I think yeah, that was the last one I played, yeah. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> but you don't have a you don't have a favourite part or a part that you look back on and you go, oh, that was that was some of the, the best work that I did. Well, uh, well I, I did. Um, funny, I, I don't think it probably doesn't exist anymore. Voidsek, I mean, he um, did a very good television version of that, which even Clive James liked. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, you, and of course you did the BBC Shakespeare, where you yeah, were Cassius, Cassius, which is yeah. the part to play. Yeah, it's a great role. Yeah, I'm very fun. I say I've done that 
was it three times? No, I've done I've, Julius Caesar, I've done it a lot. I think I've done Julius Caesar three times now. Um, but yeah, no, Cassius was great. And then what was the other one we did? Two, two Gents. Two Gents of yeah. Verona, yeah, Two Gents of Verona, yeah. The Fop. Yes. Then what do you think of those... Um, those BBC Shakespeare's because it was a grand project, wasn't it, to commit, you know, definitive bard to the screen. Yes. But I don't know what Julius Caesar worked for. I've never seen it. I make a point of not watching what. You never watch yourself. No, no. It's always too depressing. I think. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth made me do that? <laughs> it, it stems from the time from the first one, Crime and Punishment. The night it went out, I was I was being interviewed by various um, TV companies, and the last one was done in Southern Television. So then, you know, it was interviewed just before live interview, just before the play started. So um, when it went out, I was on my way back from was it Southampton they were based? I think it was Southampton. I was on my way back via Lewis in Sussex to back up to Liverpool. Um, so I never saw it. And I thought, well, st <laughs> go on as you, as you start. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. I can understand that. I've got, I've, when I first started, I watched everything. And, and now, actually, in the last couple of days, I've done I've not got round to doing because there's nothing you can do about it. And, no. you, only, and you only get annoyed with yourself. Yeah. Um, but that's a good... I mean, that's a good... You know, they were hiring, for those BBC Shakespeare's, they were using all the, the good actors around at the time. And you would play that, and some yeah, good actors in some of the smaller parts, but that's yeah, Cassius. It yeah. was, um, some of it was a bit leaden, but um, a bit sort of respectful, you know. But, um, who was the first producer? Messina. Messina, Cedric Messina. Cedric Messina, yeah. A bit of a pain in the bum. <laughs> the Herbert Wise directed you. Yeah, Herbert Wise, yeah, just know. lost Herbert Wise. He passed away. Yeah, a couple yeah, months ago. a couple of months ago. Yes, uh, I did quite a lot with him. Yes, he was great. And Don Taylor did the Don did Taylor two gems. Did two gems. Was, yes, but a radical. Yeah, wasn't he, Don Taylor? Yes, yes, I did a. Yeah. And uh, you did Elizabeth Arne as well. Elizabeth Arne, yes. Holly. Yes. Yes, and uh, Glenda, Glenda Jackson. Jackson. We got on all right. She's, I think she's, is she returning to, to acting now? I shouldn't, I shouldn't think so, no. She's enough theatrics in the house, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> but she's, she's not standing again, is she? She's no, she's finishing. Yeah. And, because um, and Michael Bryant, who directed you in a, Two of your Doctor Who's. Yeah. I know she worked with a lot. Did um, did a Treasure Island. Treasure Island. I played you blind. Did with Patrick Troughton. Yes. Was also in that. Yes. Uh, I played Blind Pew. Yeah. <laughs> that was very funny. Because Blind Pew was killed at the end by being run down by a troop of horsemen, and they got a stunt man along to do it, and he um, he was having problems. I think he lost his bottle. So I said, they died several takes and he kept dodging away so I said look sit down I'll I'll do one <coughs> but I, I did ride a bit in those days so I wasn't for, you know I wasn't credible so I I did the um, we got it in one take 
was knocked from pillar to post by the horses and then fell down underneath their legs. You know, so. And of course, they, I think they would, so they avoid trampling you if they possibly can. <laughs> so you did the stuntman's job for him? I did him. the stuntman's job for him on that one, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, you, you did double uh, page. William Pitt as well, yeah. Prince Regent, for Michael Hayes. No, no, I didn't play... Because uh, you did Wilberforce, because I Wilberforce. you did Wilberforce well, yeah, in the slavery fighting in slavery. Yes, I did play Pitt, I think. Yeah. And then you played Pitt later, but they're all they're both around the same period. Yes. So yeah, yeah you, played, you played Wilberforce as well. Yes, so. that, was, uh, that was a big one, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember, it was quite a few episodes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, television very different. Yeah, she was to rehearse. Yeah. Do you, now, a lot of actors bemoan the lack of rehearsal. A lot of actors that I talk to, especially that worked at the BBC, often say that the 60s, 70s and 80s, when television was made very differently. Yeah, I wonder so if you think... Multi-cameras, you know. Yeah. I wonder if you think the audience lose out, or if it's just the actors. They're probably just the actors, I think, I mean, you've obviously seen it change a lot over yeah, the years. Yes, do you, I mean, do you yeah, think yeah, we've yeah. lost anything? Well, in no, no, they, well they, they film it these days, you know, so you do it as, as if you're making a film. And, you know, you, do, you rehearse it. For, you know, if you're doing a film, you just rehearse the scenes and then, and then do it with various camera setups. But uh, all just on one camera. And, uh, I mean... Uh, Television back then, when I was doing that, I had up to eight cameras at a time filming, you know, a big scene. Um, but that's so that's that no longer that no longer happens. It is sort of it's like film now, but uh, without the film budget. <laughs> yes. And do you think? I mean, the changes that you've seen over the years that sometimes we, you know. The, 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 the state of the arts and the state of the industry is talked about in apocalyptic terms. Do you do you see that? Um, no, I think it's I think it's a, a remarkably healthy condition. I think really, I mean, there's a lot of very good young directors coming through. A lot of women directors now, which is good. Um, the show now. If I do the Doctor Faustus, that's another woman director. Yeah, I mean they've always featured, but now they're they're coming through a much bigger way. Not big enough yet, obviously. It's still male dominated. I suppose it always will be. But um, well, let's hope not. Um, well, what more can I say? <laughs> well, well uh, Stephen Moffat runs Doctor Who now, and you you were you had a semi regular part in Press Gang. That was his oh, first. Oh, that was break. his first thing. Yes. Um, yeah, I think. Played the headmaster. You did, indeed, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, sort of television-wise, you you sort of stopped and concentrated on theatre the for theater. those sort of twenty well, years for the nineties. They just stopped. You know, you I, um, I just did a television recently. That was the first one for several years. Yeah, Holby City. Holby City. That yes. went out earlier this month. Yes, yeah. I didn't didn't see it obviously. Um, did you notice that happening? Can you account for why why that happened? Well, I suppose they get. Bored <laughs> of you, <laughs> and I was getting older. I'm older, you know, and, and, and it's most of the productions feature much younger 
people. So that's one of the reasons, unless you're a big, big name, which I'm not, you know. Uh, well, my mum always knew you. I just try, this just struck me because we used to listen to you on that big BBC Lord of the Rings, oh, yeah. Legolas, which is quite a cast to to reckon with. Yes, Legolas. Legolas before Lugs, Legolas afterwards. <laughs> as I was put as a minder for Robert Stevens, who was heavily on the source at that time, so can you keep an eye on him at lunchtime so he doesn't drink too much? It was, it was impossible to stop him. <laughs> so you had to join him. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Not as much as he drank. I mean, I, I, uh, I jest about being Legolas, I wasn't, uh, but I didn't know I had to have a drink with him. But uh, those days of back in the when that most of the actors did have a drink at lunchtime, you know. Mm. Well, Peter Woodthorpe was in that company as well, wasn't yes. he? Yes. He, he was quite a handful as well. <laughs> He's quite a handful, yes. I did, uh, what was it? It was a big long thing we did together. Um, it was voiceover. Um, oh, Monkey. Monkey. Monkey, yes. 76 episodes, I think. I played, I did the Monkey. You did Monkey, voice. yeah. Well, I wasn't Monkey, I just did his voice. Yeah. This is Japanese serial. Um, yes, and he was in. He was playing Pixie. Pixie, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was a big part of my childhood, Monkey. Um, I mean, well, it was, it was, we loved it. I, uh, it was when it first started to go out. Um, I was living in Hampstead at the time, um, and I was going down to do some. Uh, There's a school and on the way down to Belsize Park Tube. And I walked, it was near playtime, and I was going down to the, the, the train, the tube, and they were all in the schoolyard, in the playground, they were all playing monkey. <laughs> <laughs> they were all being monkey. I thought, I think it's going to be a hit. <laughs> and, it, and it really was. Yes. It was I think it was because it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, somebody's told me, well, we, have, we, sh we should mention um, Doctor Who. You, you, you're friends with Louise, aren't you? Louise oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So, was that through Doctor Because you were no, Doctor Who? Um, that would be fair to me. I think we were neighbours in London, uh, in Stoke Newington. But I had worked with her before. Might have, that might have been the Doctor Who thing. Yeah. I did a stage play with her and other things. She's a fine actress. Yeah. yeah. And what about working with, surely, you might, I mean, I know, because we talked on the phone, and all my memories, surely you can't not remember working with Tom Baker, he's such a force of nature. Oh, yes, 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 yeah, well, we got on there well, yes, yeah. We laughed a lot, yeah. And, uh, and your last one was when you, when you came for, for Peter Davison and you had to, were all covered in all sorts of makeup and yeah. a big brain on your head. Yes, bowl of spaghetti on my head, yes. <laughs> Yeah, that was, what was it, Mordrin Undead? Mordrin Undead, yes. Yeah. That, was my, you were, that was the last television Doctor Who. Yeah. Did, yes. yeah. But you've always been well admired by, by, I think, beyond just Doctor Who fans, but certainly better. Uh, but do, can you see what it is about Doctor Who that that, as much as anything... I cannot, well? I don't know. I, don't, I still get letters most weeks from Doctor Who fans wanting autographing, you know, sign their photographs and 
send them back to the mines. It's like over 30 years ago. And there's still avid followers of it. It's quite mm. extraordinary. Yeah, they'll never leave. You are sure. <laughs> and you also in the last episode of Blake 7. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I killed them all off, I think, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes I, I destroyed Blake 7. <laughs> well, look, um, I've taken up more of your time than I, I said I would. Um, uh, thank you for, for, for this. Um, do you, I mean, you're, you're working now at the exchange, you're looking maybe to work here. Is, 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 is it something you're always going to do, do you think? You, oh, well, I have to. Yeah. Until they, until they say no more. I can still thank God, I can still learn lines, which some actors of my age can no longer do. You know, Michael Gambon, wonderful actor, but he won't do theatre anymore. He says he can't, if he's not, he has to use an earpiece. Mm. You know, I thought, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. I just don't have to, if it came to that, I'd say no, finish. Which is what he's, he's done. said, yes. Yeah. And do you still enjoy it as much as you did when you started? Um, Yes, not all the time, but uh, most of the time, yes. I mean, this, this company has been a lovely company to work with. It's been fun and a part is not too onerous or strenuous, you know. So, um, yes, now I've enjoyed this one. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's... We've only got four more performances, is it? Mm. It's, it's all over. I should be pleased to get home. Yeah, I mean, that must be, for somebody that's travelled around a lot as well and seeing the world, you spend a lot of time away from home, you yes, deal with it. Yeah. Well, you just deal with it, you live out of a suitcase, you know, you just, you just get used to it. <laughs> and any parts you, you still covet or that uh, you would like to have done? Well, I've been offered Prospero three times and I've always turned it down because I didn't fancy the productions that they were going to do. One of them was with the RSC and um, in conjunction with the Little Angel Marionette Theatre in Islington. I thought, no, I'm not going to play Prosper to Bleeding Puppets. No, I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd have been a nice notch on the CV, though, to say Prospero or oh, Shakespeare, can't yeah, it? Yeah, well, anyway, I said no. So that, that, well, that could still happen then, so that would be... Too old for Prospero now. Don't think he's got a 14-year-old daughter, you know. Gilbert did it on film when he was about 90. <laughs> uh, well, look, the yeah, final... Prospero's books, yes. The, the final two um, questions, are the first one I've, I've primed you about, which is, um, you've kindly given your time for nothing and the listener doesn't pay for this and I don't get paid for this, so somebody should get some money. And we've decided upon a charity. So what's your charity, please, David? Uh, the charity is the Cystic Fibrosis Trust for uh, fairly personal reasons, yes. And uh, we will direct people there. And the final question is, this podcast was initially conceived to celebrate 50 years of Doctor Who, which it did a couple of years ago. It started the day after John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Yes. Do you remember where you were when Kennedy was assassinated? Uh, yeah, I was sitting at home in Lewis, yes. Everyone, everyone seems to remember where yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, what's your message to the listing Doctor Who fans out there? Well, carry on, dude, if you're enjoying it. <laughs> well, keep, buying the, keep buying the DVDs. <laughs> well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, um, that's great. David Collins, 
Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. It's great. So that was alright for you. You can edit it down to that. Yeah, I edited it down to that. Thank you to David Collings, a TV legend, I think, and no mistake. Um, his charity, the Cystic Fibrosis Trust, is cysticfibrosis.org.uk. That's C-Y-S-T-I-C-F-I-B-R-O-S-I-S. Cysticfibrosis.org.uk. Your donations will be appreciated. Um, more of this next week uh, thanks for listening to this one I hope you enjoyed it and uh, I shall take my leave of you bye bye Master Bluejaw chained hard to the book of futures wisest son of a skull tell us what we're here for coming soon from Big Finish Productions the Fourth Doctor Adventures, The Skin of the Sleek. We cannot begin at the beginning. That was once upon a time, long gone, like a dream lost in the deeps. A star falls from the sky. A man, a doctor with a box. <laughs> A girl caught in the nets. A hunter who'll be hunted. Here, come on, lean on me. I'm very much obliged to you. Take it easy. I'm fine. You were nearly drowned. I have a friend. She's still out there. Friend? Romana. Captain? (laughs) Well, here's a strange cat. Found her caught in the dawnward nets. It can't be. Sartea Cara Dinora. What are you doing here? I could ask you the same. This planet has a strange nature, neither fish nor fowl, nor sea nor land. That's why we're here. The coordinates indicated the planet Thunderer in the southeast galactic delta. We've only found one settlement. Yours isn't the only ship wrecked on this sodden planet. Tomorrow leads into tomorrow. And tomorrow. And tomorrow. And tomorrow, and tomorrow. Big finish. We love stories.